Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, how not to multitask, part two. Here we go. I don't even know why we have to talk about this one more time. Oh, please, can we, though? <laughs> well, we're going to. Folks, if you have something that pings or flashes at you or calls out to you. Shiny. Pops up from the bottom of your screen or does anything to distract you. Um, Shiny. Turn it off. <laughs> right. My friend Jerry Conti, when, when somebody bought something new, let me show you something new. He always goes, shiny. Shiny. Meaning... Not important. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I think one of the benefits of, of, of you and I coaching and counseling people is when we walk into their cubes, their offices, their workspace, we are not inured to their space, which they're comfortable in and they don't even, right? You never ask the fish about the water. So they're not, they don't even hear the beeps and bings consciously, but they respond to it subconsciously and they feel irritated or called away mentally, uh, emotionally, and so on. So we walk in and we think, my God, look, look, I mean, the, the way the, the, the chair is set up, you can't do anything but sit at the computer. There's no space. I, one of the things I look for is space on a desk to work. That's not the computer and people have their keyboards. A lot of them have them in a lap, you know, in, in lap drawers or something like that. But many of them have them right on the desk and the computer, the monitor's big enough and the keyboard's big enough that they don't have any room to actually work where there's a space, a flat space for them to have work. There's filing cabinets underneath and they can't put their knees underneath the desk and sit down and think and write. Um, and not everything you do folks is on your computer. A lot of it might be, but not everything. So yeah, you've got to turn off your cell phone. I know. I mean, let me take a moment for everybody <laughs> bow their heads in, in sadness that your cell phone might be off. Yeah, you have to turn it off. Not on vibrate. Vibrate doesn't do any good. The number of people who come to meetings, I know this guy. I could take you to him right now. I know right where he is. And um, he goes to every meeting and he makes a big show with a flourish anyway of putting his phone on mute. He'll say something like muted, and then they'll put it down on the desk. And it, it's a Blackberry, and the desk is hard. I know where this buzzes, is going, right? And it buzzes. I'm like, dude, I look at the phone. I look at him. I'm like, we're idiots, right? You're just the smartest guy in the world, and I'm an idiot. And I'm, I'm, supposed, to, I'm supposed to say, wow, you're just so important. You muted your phone for me. But, in fact, the world needs you so badly. Um, yeah. Um, so, you've got to turn off your cell phone. Don't put it on silent. Don't put it on vibrate. Not turned over so you can't see the screen. Off. Look, and you might say, well, if I put it on vibrate and put it in a drawer and put it in a, a towel, I won't be able to hear it. The problem is when you're distracted, you'll go quickly and check it. I watch people do this all the time. I watch people at conferences come up and talk to me. They have a burning question. And while they're talking to me, they're checking their pockets. Seriously, dudes, it's so obvious. The problem is, is when you, you get distracted, you can open up that drawer, you can look at your phone real quick, and there will be an email, there will be a voicemail, there will be a text message, and you'll want to answer it. And then you'll check email real quick before you get back, and suddenly it's five minutes. And now the flow is gone. Now you've been distracted. Now it's squirrel, 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 squirrel for five minutes. Okay? Uh, make it difficult to quickly check, because quickly checking is the beginning of a slide down a slippery slope. Okay? Dude, this other one... 
I don't know why. Why don't people just rip out their phones on their desk? I'm kidding, guys. I'm not suggesting damaged <laughs> property. I don't ever. I don't ever. I don't ever expect you to answer the phone on your desk. No one does. The only person who's going to punish you because you don't answer the phone on your desk. Yes, there are exceptions like call centers and help desks. Please don't write me nasty notes. Okay. The only person who thinks you should answer that phone is a jerk. Maybe she's your boss. And so, okay, fine. Answer the phone. But golly, I got to tell you, you're away from the office. I get, I get voicemail when I call somebody's desk phone. 90% of the time. The only exception to that is when they tell me call my office when we're having we have a phone appointment in which case they always pick up, but I mean just send it straight to voicemail. If somebody needs you, as I said this, in fact I said it in Australia. I said if somebody needs you, <laughs> they'll email you. <laughs> and about half the room didn't get the joke. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. dudes, that's a joke. They're not going to email you if they really need you." Hopefully the phone was an escalation over the email. They're going to come find you. Right. And the same thing goes with your boss. A lot of folks don't want to turn off because they're they're worried about their boss. Well, your boss really needs you. <laughs> like if I'm your boss, I need you. <laughs> I'll come find you or I'll send somebody to find you, but I'll get you. Yeah. It's a bit like everybody's Alexander Graham Bell. And he's hurt himself and he tells Watson over the phone line, the first ever recorded human phone conversation, you know, Watson, come here. I need you. Right. It's like, yeah, I have to keep my phone live for my boss at any given moment. Yeah, it's a straight jacket. Now, look, if you're in a job where you're responsible for something that is time critical, block those times that are for you around those times when you're on call. We're not suggesting you do it willy-nilly. We're not suggesting you get in trouble for being on call or for being on duty. If you're responsible for plant safety and it's your job to be present when there's an accident, when you're on shift, then okay, you can't turn off your phone the way we recommend. But in those roles, there's an on-call phone and an everything else phone. Turn off the everything else phone. Okay, if the on-call phone rings, yeah, you need to break your concentration. Safety matters. But not everything is safety. And if you don't have two phones, suggest to your boss you get one. Not hard. Same thing with email, guys. Turn it off. I've actually told people, Mike, and maybe this is just me looking for it, but I get a flickering look on people's face when I say you can leave your email client running. Uh, first of all, I think some people don't know what I mean when I when I say client. Outlook and Apple Mail are clients. They're not actual mail programs. Mail protocol runs on a server somewhere. That's the client that gets them, fetches the mail or gets the mail sent to it. You can tell your email client, the software on your computer, to not get you mail. Outlook, I used to set it for every three hours. And you'd look up, I'd look up at my inbox <laughs> and there was nothing in there. And it took me about a week to realize, dude, you turned it off for three hours. It's technically the client's on. I could send an email real quick if I wanted to, but I won't be getting an email. I haven't pinged the server. Yeah, there's mail on the server for me. Oh yeah, it's piling up like water behind a dam. Oh, it's going to kill you. I tell you, I, I had one guy tell me once, I started doing that and I got up at three hours and I actually look forward to when the mail came down. I'm like, dude, you are so addicted. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. I said, how much of it was really important? He said, not much, but it's mail. I mean, yeah. you know. He said it like it's a good thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing with instant messaging. Oh my gosh. Turn it off. Not do not disturb people. What is do not disturb? You know what? Do not disturb. I promise you. Do not disturb. 
is the technical marketing person's equivalent of lather, rinse, repeat. If you don't know what lather, rinse, repeat is, folks, there's a there's sort of a, a an apocryphal story about a Procter and Gamble brand manager who was writing copy for a for a bottle of shampoo, and I think it was the 1950s, and he said directions for use: lather, rinse. Repeat. Now, most of you probably when you use shampoo, you lather and you rinse and that's done. You may use conditioner after or something else, but you lather and rinse. But shampoo sales went up and people changed their behavior because this product whom people trusted said lather, rinse, repeat. So they'd lather and rinse and then lather and rinse again. Right. Head and shoulders, right? Yeah, I think it was head and shoulders, but I don't want to, I don't want to swear to that. Yeah, I, I think it was. I remember. I remember reading. I remember reading it. I remember following yeah. it. Okay. To yeah. T because it said rinse. <laughs> yeah. So dudes. There's some guy in technical marketing who said, we don't want them to turn off our product. We want our product in front of their faces. They're addicted to it after a fashion. It's a little bit like a little drug every once in a while. Ooh, people care about you. Look, they're sending you notes. Not that those notes mean anything, but ooh, people care about you. And so they created this thing, do not disturb. We don't want them turning us off because they might forget we're turned off and not turn us back on. Dudes. Lather, rinse, repeat. So turn it off, okay? If you always multitask and you rarely concentrate, folks, you need to make it as hard as you possibly can for yourself to check. If it's in the background, you're gonna find it. You'll use a hot corner on your Macintosh or you'll display all your programs or do whatever, you know, go, go, to, go to your taskbar in Windows and say, okay, there it is. I'm just gonna check it real fast. And then suddenly you're off to the races. Yeah. You can turn off your your email or you can you can have it not pull mail for three hours because if you get something urgent, of course, somebody's gonna IM you. So you always have IM as a backup. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. Hi, lovely. Yeah. No, turn off IM too. The do not disturb thing. I remember seeing that and thinking, that was genius. People feel in control of their IM, but the IM is still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not a good thing. Turn it all off. Turn it all off. What we're doing is we're raising barriers to entry. And right now the barriers to entry are actually, you're at the bottom of a well and everything rolls down into the bottom of the well on your head. We need to raise some barriers to entry. Right. And email and IM and phones and blinking and flashing and toast, toast and email, right? Ah, unbelievable. Right. Can't do it. Those aren't the only things, right? I mean, those things are particularly egregious because they're clamoring for your attention. They're yeah. being or they're... There's, there's activity that, that right. that's happening that would cause you to be distracted, perhaps. But it's true as well with things like spreadsheets and Microsoft Word in the background and Acrobat and PowerPoint and all those kind of things that are in the background. Because even though they're not necessarily pinging at you, they're calling out for your attention. Dude, there are people who arrange their desktop, desktops so that all of their programs are visible. There are multiple windows overlapping in such a way that they can see mail, IM, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, the web, you know, and they've got something on the web that's constantly changing. And they, they set it up. You can see them fussing with the size of the windows on their computer screen. Dudes. You are rearranging deck chairs in the Titanic, my friend. That is not going to help you. Yeah. And I think last time we recorded this, it's not in the show notes, but I think um, it occurred to me. I mean, one of the things I did, oh, I guess uh, I guess a couple of months ago now, but particularly because you mentioned uh, web browsers. Folks, this is my special hint for everybody, is I used to have my web browser homepage set to Google News. So every time I opened my browser, yeah. 
is Google News. Now, I do a lot of work because based upon what we do, I spend a lot of time on the web working, not just browsing stuff. And I and what I found myself doing is I'd open my web browser to go research something or go do something actually useful and productive, and I'd see Google News. And I go, hmm, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> look what happened Dude. today in politics. Let me go look at that real quickly. And then, you know, of course, 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Browsing. We may have said, I even, I, I think I called you out on the cast. I'm, I'm sorry we don't have that. Because I think I said, Dude, ask me what my homepage is. And you asked me, and I said, it's manager tools. Yeah, there you go. I'm just saying. I mean, we have a website after all, so it might want to be my homepage. Yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, absolutely right. I, I'll tell you something else, too. Some guy, some marketing guy in World Wide Web point beta, the word browsing. You're going to browse the web. Dudes, it's a conspiracy. They're trying to get you to browse the web. Folks, none of you who are listening, none of you who want to be effective professionally, particularly if you lead other people, none of you should be doing anything that is akin to something that sounds like, feels like, touches near the word browsing. Oh my gosh. I'll give you an example. It's Christmas time. I went shopping today. I had 12 things to get that weren't available online. Actually, they were available online, but some of the shipping wasn't what I wanted it to be. And so, because I'm home, I drove to San Antonio and I got all 12 things in what amounted to, let's see, if we take out lunch with my friend, it was an hour and 30 minutes. And then after lunch, another 45, two hours and 15 minutes, everything. No, I planned it. I was not browsing. I was not shopping. I was a target-seeking creature. I was a sniper, and we got done. And the idea of browsing, guys, you got to turn the web off. You got to. I mean, it is literally saying, come, fall into my eyes. Let us take a journey, you and I. We'll say hi to the IM people. Lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've got to close everything. The web is the bad one. Look, frankly, if you're, you're, if you're in a financial arena, if you're in accounting or something, you got to close the spreadsheets. If you like spreadsheets, close them. They're calling to you. Close Word, unless you're writing on something. Don't close Acrobat, close PowerPoint, close email. If what you're working on is a spreadsheet, there should be one thing running. And by the way, it'll run faster anyway. Look, your computer will run more quickly. It won't pop up anything. I mean, I'll tell you, you get enough stuff up and you're going to get reminded about it every couple of minutes about something. And again, it's the, it's the marketer saying, do not disturb, which is actually, no, it's no, we want to disturb you. Um, we really do. We want you to think about our product. And frankly, you won't be distracted if you click wrong and then you end up opening up another program. And I'll tell you something else too. I notice a lot, particularly in the technical field, I think it's akin to the old screens that used to be not GUIs where there were all kinds of items on the screen. But this idea of a desktop, of a computer desktop that has 200 icons on it, even if they're arranged all in neat rows, guys, that is not an effective mental tool when you first see your computer. When you open up and you've got a desktop and there's tons of stuff, clean your desktop, um, put it all in a folder somewhere. If you open the folder, having a clean desktop matters, just like having a clean desk matters. And I've gotten in the habit of a couple of times a day now, just because I'm not as neat as I need to be on any given task. A couple of times a day, I clean my desk up. And sometimes I use my inbox and I just pile a bunch of crud in the inbox because I have to get it out of my workspace. 
because otherwise I'll be called to a note. Why did I write that note? Who do I have to talk to? Oh, that's right. I have to do that. And then I try to file it away in my short-term memory. And then I've lost the flow of the thing I was working on before. So close everything except the stuff you're working on. I got some for you later. You got to remind me to tell you about this, folks. This is for only folks who are on a Mac. But there's a program called Hazel that you will love if that's, in fact, what, you're, yeah. what you've been doing. I tried all the programs. In fact, a couple months ago, uh, Wall Street Journal, I think Katie Barrett, Walt Mossberg's uh, uh, colleague, did a thing in personal technology about all the ways you can shut down other things. It'll even monitor how much time their program's monitoring how much time or limiting the amount of time you have on the web and so on. And I just found, no, I don't need the computer to do that. I can do that. Although they are, there are several. I've heard of Hazel. Um, by the way, dude, just so you know, I do have on my desk, the one thing that I have on my desk, it's, we're recording late at night, but I do have right now on my desk, thanks to my uh, very kind partner, a signed first edition, first printing copy of John Brown's body, Stephen Vincent Benet, one of my favorite books of all time, mainly because on page 96, there is this quote, if you take a flat map and move wooden blocks upon it strategically, the thing looks well. The blocks behave as they should. The science of war is moving live men like blocks and getting the blocks into place at a fixed moment. But it takes time to mold your men into blocks and flat maps turn into country where creeks and gullies hamper your wooden squares. They stick in the brush. They are tired and rest. They straggle after ripe blackberries. And you cannot lift them up in your hand and move them. It is all so clear in the maps, so clear in the mind. But the orders are slow. The men in the blocks are slow to move. When they start, they take too long on the way. The general loses his stars, and the block men die in unstrategic defiance of martial law, because still used to just being men and not block parts. Thanks, partner. Yeah, that's on my desk. You're most welcome. I get chills every time I hear that. By the way, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great one. Yeah. Let's go on to uh, point number five. Attend to your biological needs. Yeah, dude, I don't have any biological. Didn't you got the special? You got the special thing as an executive. We don't have biological needs, right? <laughs> well, I've seen you present for an entire day, and it seems like you don't have biological needs. Up until a couple of years ago, I didn't. I didn't use the men's room at all while I was presenting. Really bad idea. But I had people standing in line to ask me questions and. Somehow I was able to make it. I remember in Amsterdam, you said, you haven't gone to the bathroom all day. And I looked at you and said, well, they're here. They have questions. Yeah. That's not what we're saying here. We're not saying, no. we're not saying don't go to the restroom. We're not saying be stupid like Mark. We're saying if you need a fresh cup of coffee, get it before your, your concentration period starts. Make sure you're warm or cold enough. Make sure you're not hungry. Do a quick cycle through your mind. Now, this can work against you because you'll figure out things to do for the first half hour to make yourself totally ready, which, of course, is only making you more unready. You're avoiding, you're avoiding your punishment. On the other hand, thinking through those kind of things, if you make that a ritual so that you know I'm not going to have to worry about that stuff, you will be readying your mind to concentrate in the same way that sleep therapists say you should have a routine well before you go to bed every night. It should be the same routine, whether it's showering or brushing your teeth or flossing or prayer or reading a book or sitting with your spouse or revisiting the day. 
you know, even TV for five or 10 minutes, although I think most sleep therapists say that's not a good idea, but just a standard routine. So your body knows 20 to 30 minutes before you start going to bed, before you start trying to go to sleep, that we're in the process now of going to sleep and your brain waves change and your heart rhythms change. Everything changes. Same thing with concentration. It's a muscle and you want to warm up first. And if you do what you need to do, you'll have less excuses to leave and you'll find yourself saying, I need more coffee. And then you'll be able to say to yourself out loud, no, because you'll lose your coffee cup and it's still got coffee in it. And just avoiding that, you know, putting that little bit of a a barrier to exit there will cause you to stay and, and get you closer to spending 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes. And then you're really hitting your stride. There you go. And we got one here that people will not believe, absolutely not believe it comes from career tools and manager tools. Don't follow the rabbit trail of other thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Parking lot. <laughs> I'm in a parking lot. Yeah. This is the hardest thing. This is the hardest thing. You've managed five minutes of concentrating on your spreadsheet and a thought comes in your head. Ooh, I forgot to ask Bob about the production schedule. Now, normally you multitaskers are like, Ooh, that is my subconscious brain telling me that Bob is more important than the Excel spreadsheet. No, that's your subconscious brain saying spreadsheets are hard. There was a Barbie doll a couple of years ago. It's probably been 20 years ago now where the, of course, the female Barbie doll said math is hard and it was perceived as a gender bias kind of thing. And so that Barbie didn't sell well until it became a collector's item, of course. And uh, it, it is so uh, easy to say to yourself, oh, well, that must be important. And in fact, it's not important at all. You're just wanting an excuse to move away from what you're working on because the real success in working on a sales spreadsheet or a Word document, whether you're writing or, or preparing a deck for a presentation, whatever, even when you're struggling with a creative breakthrough or figuring out how to organize or whatever, the only way out is through and you, you have to be able to say no out loud or in your head and say, no, I'm going to write it on a piece of paper, right? Don't call Bob while continue to work on your spreadsheet. Bob won't appreciate it. You won't get what you need from Bob. The spreadsheet will suffer. Don't open up a new email. Don't dash off one line and go back to your spreadsheet. It's going to take you time to get back into that level of detail with your spreadsheet that you need to be. Don't do it. Say no and stay in the spreadsheet. Keep a pen and paper right beside you. I've got little... Pebble Beach notes here and quickly write Bob production schedule or Bob P schedule or whatever and go right back to your spreadsheet. The quicker you do this, the shorter the interruption and the and the, the, the barrier to exit is high, but the but you essentially roll back down into the well and you're fine. The less the break in your concentration, the better. No rabbit trails. That's the answer. Good. We talked earlier about scheduling blocks of time on your calendar, get things done. It's not enough just to block it, right? You block it. And when you're done, when your calendar says you're, you're done, you stop. Yeah, actually. And I've learned something too. One of the things you and I both say block things on your calendar. We know what that means. I actually think there are a lot of people who hear us say that, Mike, and they don't, and they actually see the putting of time on the calendar as blocking, as if to say, I'm waging war on people wanting to interrupt me. And folks, that's not what we mean. Mm, What we mean is in the same way that a meeting gets scheduled by your boss or by her admin or by some VP or by some project team lead that you're a project that you're on or whatever, what we're saying is schedule time, put time on your calendar 
to do the things that you need to get done. It could be 15 minutes, could be an hour, could be 30 minutes, whatever. We're not saying just block time and say, this is my time. Schedule getting something done, accomplishing a task. It looks weird on your calendar for a lot of people because all they're used to seeing on their calendar is meetings. We're not saying block out time as if to say, this is mine. We're saying schedule the useful accomplishment of important tasks. And in the same way that you look forward to meetings ending and going on to the next thing, you need to schedule time. And then when you're done with that time, one of two things is true. Either you finish on time or early, in which case you're done. And if you're early, lucky you, you have some free time or you don't finish. When the time is up, stop, move on to something else. Don't force yourself into a three-hour marathon if you can't do that at that point in terms of your concentration muscles. Just stop what you're doing and say, okay, I didn't finish. I need another 30 minutes later on in the week. Maybe I need it this afternoon. Maybe I need it in an hour. Maybe I need it two hours. Maybe I need it tomorrow morning. But just say, okay, I need more time. In the same way that your boss says to you, we didn't finish this. Let's all get together for another half an hour tomorrow morning at 8.30. Okay, I guess I will. You're the boss of your priorities and your deliverables and your choices and your work, schedule time, make another meeting with that piece of work, set a meeting between you and that piece of work, and then run the meeting. And when the meeting's done, adjourned. And if it's not done, if you didn't accomplish the work, set up another meeting. And these are meetings you'll actually like because you'll actually get things done. So don't turn a single task focus you know, I'm going to be good for career tools and manager tools. Uh, don't turn that into a marathon that grinds against you in a way that's not effective. Don't do that. Get up, stretch, check your voicemail. Hey, lucky you, it's time to check email. Squirrel. And then spend some time in the afternoon if it's only morning. And those are all really basic things that really make a difference. And I know because I'm easily distracted and I've learned that it just takes working at it and I'll tell you that word no is worth has been worth a million dollars to me in my career. Nope, I'm going to focus. So do one thing at a time. Create blocks of time to concentrate. Schedule time with your workload to accomplish that task. Time for you is a meeting between you and that task. And you are going to win. Turn off everything that pings, flashes, or calls to you. Close everything on your desktop if you're working on your computer. Only one program running at a time. Not mail in the background, not everything minimized, one thing running. Get your biological needs straight out, straightened out. And for me, that's caffeine, but for many people, it's other things. Try to use no when it comes to avoiding the rabbit trail. Make a note and then go right back to what you're doing. Don't take a break of a minute to write an email or make a phone call. Just make a note and stay in it and then stop when your calendar tells you to because hopefully you've wrestled with the ground or if not, you know you need a little bit more time. You can schedule time later to do that and that way you won't start hating your calendar because it feels like a death march. We don't want that. Piece of cake. Thanks, my friend. Yeah, piece <laughs> of cake. Yeah, if you do it for 20 or 30 years, it becomes a piece of cake and you have a shot at being an effective executive, which is what we all want. There you go. All right, my friend. Thank you. My pleasure, partner. All right, we'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this series. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.